Today's episode of Friday Rolling, old school edition on the BS Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NBA tickets, for instance, Golden State at Philly, Saturday night. I'm sure there aren't any tickets left, but there might be on SeatGeek. All you have to do is use promo code BSMB, NBA. And uh, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NBA tickets. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system for entrepreneurs, small business owners, anyone with a side gig. Grasshopper lets you send and receive calls and texts from your new business phone number. Run your business. Respond to clients quickly with Grasshopper's mobile apps. Be professional, responsive, and efficient. Are you any of those things, Joe House? No, I think I probably need this Grasshopper app. I am a small business owner. I'm a little corporation unto myself. All right, we'll get you some Grasshopper, Joe House. Get your get your yeah. uh, business phone number today. Go to grasshopper.com slash BS. You get $20 off your first month. And finally, we are brought to you by House of Carbs. That is Joe House's food podcast that has swept the nation <clears throat> for the hungry people, by the hungry people. You had, <clears throat> you had, you had dinner with Kelly Olenek last night? Yeah, we have a great. We had to have a Canadian on to celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, there you go. You went to <laughs> Mama. Really. You Mama know they, they have Thanksgiving in Canada. Did you know that? I, I who knows what the hell they're up to in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys made up because you hated his guts after Game Seven of the uh, Eastern Second Round last year. I remember that. I told him that. I told him that to his face, and then I bought him dinner. Yeah, Kelly. he forgave me. I hope the whole restaurant trained uh, Kelly on him. Anyway, subscribe to House of Carbs. Are you doing another uh, Shack House golf podcast now that Tiger is starting to drive people again, all that stuff, or are you going to wait? You Dude, use your guard up. We No, we have to. We have to. I mean, you know, we're in the zipper zone. When Ricky Fowler goes on social media and says, the Tigre is hitting it by me, well by me, the next thing you hear, zip up. <laughs> oh, yep, there's got to be a Shack House. we got to talk about the Tigre. Uh, all right. I look forward to that because, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he's, he's taunted me so many times. I don't want to get my hopes up again, but God damn, 2018 would be so much more fun if Tiger Woods was involved. All right. Shack House Pod, House of Carbs, both hosted by Joe House. You can get those wherever your podcasts, uh, wherever you get them. Speaking of podcasts, we are going to do something a little polarizing coming up right after our friends from Pearl Jam. So, House, you haven't been on in a while. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be rolling. It's Friday. We're rolling. It feels like old times. I wrote a column on TheRinger.com today about uh, the winners of the first month of the NBA season. And it was really inspired by what we witnessed on Wednesday night with Joel Embiid, who who ran through all the Lakers, Kaiser Soze style. And... uh, and it was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever witnessed. I try not to get carried away by by games and by young young players and potential and all that stuff. But, I mean, that, that was kind of basketball we grew up watching. Just a center completely demolishing a team by himself. Did you watch the game and what was your reaction? I did not get to watch the game. I caught uh, extensive replays and extensive uh, 
social commentary and and uh, actual basketball journalism commentary. I mean, the guy did a thing that's never been done in the history of the NBA. Yeah, it's true. The, yeah, the only player in the history of the league with forty six fifteen seven seven. So. That performance, which I wrote about today, you can read all my thoughts on TheRinger.com, but that performance did inspire a conversation that we seem to have all the time. We have a lot of good players right now. This, you can usually judge the quality of a season and the quality of the league in general by the number of really good players. and you, Like the heyday from 87 to 93, basically. Uh, the previous heyday. There was just a lot of good players. And you go through those first team, second team, third team, all NBAs, and you're just like, whoa, that guy, oh my God. And Jordan's in there, and there's Hall of Famers, and just people at the peak of their powers. And it feels like we're heading there again. And one thing I keep hearing is, oh, he's one of the best 10 players in the league. Oh, well, now he's one. And suddenly there's 25 guys who are one of the 10 best players in the league. So we're going to try something today in this podcast. Um when I do the trade value column, which I swear to God I'm going to do this year, I <laughs> I swear I'm doing it. Did you take a break last year? I don't think I've done it since two th- since uh, February 2015. We are so overdue; it's unbelievable. But when I do that, I you know I slave over that list. I want to make sure every person is right. I treat it like it's a historical document. No 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 less important than the Declaration of Independence. Um, of course, the Magna Carta. This is this is just an argument. I asked House today, let's come up with a list of the top 20 players in the league right now. Just right now. Not not who do I want for the rest of my career, not talent, not potential, not ceiling, not trade value, any of that stuff. Just who's the who are the best guys right now? We're going old school. We're going almost like in a pickup game if you're just picking guys, but we're we're not doing it that way, but I think when you make lists, sometimes the truth kind of falls into place and you're surprised where the list leads you. You had a lot of trouble. I didn't have quite as much trouble. We're going to play off mine and you can argue with me. But um, the the reason this started was because I, I was starting to wonder if Porzingis was one of the best 10 players in the league. And I know he didn't have a good game against the Cavs on Monday night, but you watch what he's been able to do night after night. And it just seems like he can get, he can get to 30 now on any given night. Plus he can protect the rim. And it's like, wow, is this guy, one of the 10 best players in the league who drops out. And then you think like, holy shit, do we have a lot of good players? And I know you had the same reaction when you were trying to make your list, right? That's the trouble. Exactly. Right. I mean, uh, I was doing it in groups because I couldn't. And, and one of the things just in terms of ground rules, we had to leave off, uh, the injured guys, right? We don't put in Gobert or Kawhi or Chris Paul because they're not playing. No, they, I, they don't have. I have. I have Kawhi. Oh, you have Kawhi. Yeah, well, okay. Kawhi, well, I that helps. I can't take Kawhi out. That that can't happen. I mean, he hasn't played, so you can't say he had. He's not one of the best players of the past month. No, but okay. I think he could play. I think they're just being okay, super okay, okay, duper okay. careful. It's not. I think Isaiah Thomas is a better injury question because I think if we made this list in uh, April, I think he would have been on it. I think he would have been in the 15 to 20 range, but I don't see how he can be on it right now. The the big question for me is Chris Paul because, you know, when you, he, he was a mortal lock to make any top 20 list and he probably should still be on this one and I don't want to give away my list, but, you know, he's been hurt for a month. 
the game is starting to change on him. The game's getting faster. He's hitting a different point of his career. And it's not it's not ridiculous to say that he's just not one of the 20 best players in the league anymore. Where do you stand on Chris Paul? That's funny. You it it feels like you you have two different rules, two different thresholds for Kawhi and Chris Paul. Kawhi is a unanimous top twenty, top five, top ten. Pl- I mean, you know, well, Kawhi's, he's one, in the Kawhi's MVP one of the best. When yeah, he plays. Kawhi's one of the best five players in the league. I mean, just because he's yes. has an injured quad right now doesn't change that. Chris Paul, who I'm just worried his body's starting to break down, and I'm not sure he's one of the best twenty players in the league anyway. He would absolutely positively be a top 20 on my list if he played this entire month and we got to see him and Harden together. Okay, let's He would go, be in my top let's 20 go through unequivocally. It. We're not going okay. backwards. We're, we're starting with one and we're going down because it actually gets more interesting as you start going down. All right, LeBron is one. I, I don't think we need to go into this too much. I will, I will say, though, I looked, at, I looked at his basketball reference page last night. I was going to write something about him in the column that uh, I put up today and I, and I decided not to, but... The basketball reference page is one of the most incredible achievements I've ever seen. It's just the consistency of 15 years. Think about how long, yeah. 15 years. And just every year, just around 27, 7, and 7, has never had a major injury. He only missed more than 10 games, I think, in a season once. Um, he's shooting 50% for his entire career. His it just The numbers now, you look at them, and they're just jaw dropping, and he's really good this year too. And and the irony is, this is the first time in seven years that he ha- does not have a top thirty teammate, which is his own doing because they traded Kyrie. But uh, he's been awesome this year, and uh, at the same time, he's a terrible GM. Right? We have to we have to criticize him for that. It is funny. I, I just want to make one observation. Kevin Love is showing pretty good in the advanced analytics. We don't disagree that he's not a top thirty player. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. That's about that's that, where you get in trouble. Well. That's where you get in trouble with advanced analytics, though. I know. I know. Yeah, and we're now kind of going too far with advanced analytics. I still feel like the eye test. Um, Kyrie is a great example of. The analytics don't capture all the stuff he's doing for the team. We're going to get to Kyrie. But the great thing about basketball is that we can still break stuff down with stats, but you also have to watch and you have to see how guys relate to each other and what guys do for each other. And that's such a big part of basketball. And that's not going to change. I have Kyrie in brackets. Yeah. I have him in brackets. So LeBron is one. How, if if I gave you an over-under for how long he keeps that number one spot, and I gave you you had to wager on this. We'll do Captain Morgan's Make Believe Casino. Steal from Cousin yeah. Sal. Captain Morgan. They have a great collection of rums. Uh, if I gave you an over-under of one and a half years that LeBron will be the best player in the league before that changes, would you go over or under? Under. I, I just think LeBron is in incredible shape and... Um, has spent more time, energy, and thought on his body than any athlete we've ever had. And the catch is what happened with Kobe, right? Kobe, that last season, when he uh, blew out his Achilles, was playing at the same ridiculously high level that he had played. He had basically extended his peak through 2012, which we didn't really think was conceivable. But the moment he got hurt, then he couldn't work out and, and keep his body at that level and was never the same. And that's the question with LeBron. I think he can keep his body at this level 
But the moment he gets knocked out of this routine of just four hours a day of, of these crazy workouts, the moment he can't do that for two months because he, you know, tore a meniscus or whatever the hell, I, I don't think he's going to be able to get back to this level. So it's a, it's almost like every, it's every day. It's like, uh, you know, he just has to yeah, stay this is, here. I have the dumbest of dumb reasons and explanations. I'm uh, acknowledging up front. Father time always wins. And at some point he will get hurt. He's not going to continue to defy these odds forever. Yeah. Cause we were having these arguments with Laker fans in 2012, 2013. Remember? Well, yes, Kobe, why course. can't he keep doing this till he's 40? Because nobody's done it till he's 40. At some point, something's your your body can't stay at this level. LeBron is is even um different from Kobe in the sense that he's played way more games. I think Haverstrow was on the podcast last week or two weeks two weeks ago and uh was saying how LeBron's played basically two extra seasons with the playoff games these last seven years. Which when you think about that yeah. on top of the burden that he has and on top of how hard it is to play basketball now. Um, you know, we'll see. I would, I would, uh, I would go under as well. Year and a half. Anyway. Yeah. Second on my list. I'm not, I'm not going to overreact to anything in the first month. This guy was second on my list in June. Haven't really seen anything that would knock him off the list since. If anything, I think his defense has gone up a level. Kevin Durant is my second pick. Okay. That's fine. I, I mean, I think it's okay to quibble between him and, and James Harden. Yep. I think J- James Harden has a good argument. Um, I did. I, I actually same... I did some quibbling. I did think about it because it feels like Harden has gone up a level, right? Yeah, it does feel like that. And and with especially in the absence of Chris Paul and Harden, um, his numbers both in traditional statistics and advanced analytics are all glorious. I mean, yeah. he is he's at the very top of real plus minus. He's at the top of wins. He's the scoring leader and Te- and his know, team's winning. Is the, the deserving MVP from of 2000 the 2016 17 season. Right. Well, he might Even win it this year. It. We did uh I think it was Sal's against all odd podcast when we were trying to figure out MVP odds. And Yeah. Harden was was kind of the underrated you know, he's one of the favorites, but the odds were a little low. They weren't quite respectful enough considering he had had two number 2 finishes and you know, I, I'm not sure. It's obviously incredibly early. We're I don't. We're barely once one sixth of the way. Yeah, yeah, we're one sixth of the way through the season. So to talk about MVP, stupid. But you know, he's in the mix again, and uh, he's in the mix. He's in the mix. He's where he needs to be. So I I have him three, and I think okay, you could make a case for Durant as two A and and Harden as two B. I just think the flexibility that Durant gives teams where he can play the five in certain situations and um he's such a mismatch i watching that incredible celtics win last night that was really an old school late 90s defensive struggle um i was just so scared of durant i never wanted the warriors to give it to durant the whole time i was like please oh draymond please take the open three please go ahead have that one uh, i wanted anyone else to shoot i never wanted them to go to kd and i think um you know sometimes when uh when you're either wagering against somebody or, or your favorite team's playing them, that's that's when you really get a feel for oh how good is this person? But I have Durant two, Harden three, Giannis has to be four, right? It's fine with me. I have him right there, absolutely positively. Can't argue it. With Nothing the, that we've seen so far this month. 
with the best possibility to jump. I could see. I watched uh, the fourth quarter of of the game the other night on the uh, NBA Game Time app because I wanted to see how much pick and roll they ran with Bledsoe and Giannis in crunch time, and the answer was a lot. Bledsoe, Bledsoe's not not gonna. We're not gonna hear his name in this podcast, but um, is so much more competent as a playmaker slash point guard than anybody they've had you know and it really and he really is going to make a difference <laughs> way to go out on a limb yeah i mean it, but but it I mean, has we've been to be talking said. about this for two years it is disappointing a team coached by jason kidd finally figured out that they should get a credible point guard congratulations milwaukee and he's not even an all-star and he makes such a dramatic difference and makes it so he's much easier competent. for Giannis. and yeah and and you know now we now we're able to see what it's like when Giannis sets a pick and can potentially roll to the rim we have not really been right. able to fully see that it's not a little with Brogdon, but it's it's different now with Bledsoe. And I think, uh, you know, what's in play for Giannis? Could he average 32 a game, be first-team all-defense, rebounds, two blocks, two steals a game? Like, he he really is kind of inching toward one of those crazy Hakeem seasons from, like, the early 90s when Hakeem would have, you know— 24, average 24, 13 rebounds, three yeah, blocks, he's a four, four category steals. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. There's a reason they call him the freak. So I have him four. Kawhi is five out of respect. I couldn't nudge Kawhi okay. out of the top five. All right. That's and fine. I do feel like the Spurs are up to stuff here. Like if it's the playoffs, Kawhi's playing. If there's nothing. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's, this is not a dangerous injury. I just think they're looking at it and going. Look, the Rockets and Warriors are going to be the top two seeds in that division, in that conference. And, uh, you know. Yeah, our best shot at competing is with the healthiest of healthy Kawhi. I think they made one mistake this summer, though. I think they, I, I, I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't know if there was more to the story. I don't understand why they didn't keep Jonathan Simmons. I just don't get that. I, I really thought he was good for them. I thought he gave them good minutes and I thought he had the potential to get better and there were moments when he kind of looked like you know when when he, when he was playing Kawhi's spot he could kind of give them poor man's Kawhi for a couple minutes um I I just don't understand why they let him go did, did we ever figure that out no and I think we need to we have some inf- insiders at the at the Spurs there's a there's some story that's, that's unrelated true. to his basketball performance there has to be right because both of we we were singing his praises last year. Everybody, you know, all the deep hoop heads were singing some it. Jonathan Simmons praises. Or there's some sort of cap situation that we're not. There's some sort of cap threat that we're we, not aware of. But yeah, I, we couldn't do the math on our own selves. Yeah, it wasn't like he signed for a ton of money either. It was like twenty million dollars for three years. Tate, why do you think they got rid of Jonathan Simmons? I don't know. It was weird. Big year for Simmonses though. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited. About I wanted it. him in Washington, but unfortunately, we have to pay Jan Mahinmi. <laughs> uh, Not on the top twenty list. Number six, I still have Steph Curry. Oof, I think he's unbelievable. He didn't play. He, the Celtics, for whatever reason, he's the Celtics are now in his head. Um, he he missed a lot of open shots last night that he makes. Even with thirteen seconds left, they ran a great play to get him a wide open three to try to cut it from four to one. He just missed it. But the spacing that he provides, the 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 level of heat check that he can go to, and and just his creativity, and how much fun he is to play with, and how smart he is as a team defender, I I just don't see how he goes lower than six. What do you think? That's fine. I don't have any problem with it. It's Steph Curry, the you know two time MVP. 
he's going to heat up a little bit. It's still early. The Warriors have not gone all the way down uh, with the pedal yet. It was very fun last night. I really chalked up last night's uh, uh, competition to like the the battle of of coaching minds, and Brad got a little bit ahead of of, uh, of Steve because somehow he was able to get his team to control pace. Yeah. There was a lot fewer possessions in last night's game than we've kind of grown accustomed to seeing, especially out of the Warriors, obviously. Yeah, they did that, and the Celts are just really good defensively. Yeah, I've been watching it all year, and, and for about six, seven games, I couldn't believe it, and then finally came to realize that this is just who they are. They, they have size, and they can switch, and everybody plays really hard, and they're very well, well coached. A, a noticeable discipline in terms of when it seemed they were taking shots in the shot clock. That's what kind of caught my attention. A lot of shots inside of 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Right. They, they weren't running down and throwing them up. They didn't want to go run and gun. That's true. No. I, Grandy, my friend Sean Grandy, who does radio for the Celtics, had some stat that it was something like NBA teams are 14 and 89, some some terrible record like that when they score less than 96 points in the or when they – yeah, it was something like that, and the Celtics were eight and two, and then it was uh, another one was I think they've held six teams under ninety six. I don't know. They the the defensive stats are crazy. They're they're much better than everybody else in the league right now. That doesn't mean it'll hold, but uh, I've been impressed by Kyrie in that end too. We'd heard a lot. Well, of he's st- decided to try. Congratulations. I mean, he reminds me of of my guy, uh, John Wall, in that respect. When those when when both of them are motivated to play defense, they can yeah. be sons of bitches. They are real sons of bitches on the defensive end. They're just not always motivated to play defense. Quick break to talk about Simply Safe. The holidays can be a crazy time. You want to make sure your home's protected through all of it. That's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a massive Black Friday sale. Two hundred dollars off their special holiday security system, a bestseller. And if you want to protect your family, this should be how you do it. Simply Safe has made everything about security effortless for you. You barely have to lift a finger. Order it online. It's delivered right to your door with free shipping. Setup is so easy. It takes less than an hour. A 10-year-old can do this. How old is your son house? Seven. No, he can't do it yet. But a 10-year-old could. Best of all, Simply okay. Safe has no long-term contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees. You're protecting your whole house for an honest and fair price, just $15 a month for best in industry, 24-7 alarm monitoring. And you're never locked in. Go right now. Get $200 off at simplysafebs.com. These systems will fly off the shelves this offer and soon. Simply Safe with two eyes. Simplysafebs.com. All right, this list is about to get interesting. We counted down the top six LeBron, Durant, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, Curry. For number seven, I have Anthony Davis. Who do you have? Oh, that's interesting. Everyone else left on the I board. Have- who do you have? Two guys ahead of him. Okay. Including his teammate, Boogie. Mm, He's coming on my list. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the reason I dock Anthony Davis because we've already had that early season Anthony Davis, you know, knee trouble or ankle trouble, whatever that leg trouble was. Very fair. Like, you know, annual reminder, Anthony Davis and his his frail stems. So uh, he's been terrific. You know, he and Boogie won two in double-double so far this season. I saw that. Um, But I have... I have Boogie in that next slot. Oh. I didn't have Boogie coming up for a couple spots. I 
I, Boogie's been incredible. I don't, I still don't totally trust him. Is it okay that I don't totally trust him yet? You're allowed to. I we we were just trying to do the the, the twenty best players yeah, yeah, no. through a month, and he's been a he's been a unbelievable. Yeah, but I'm I, no. See, you you screwed up the game. I knew I, I knew we should have gone over it more. I'm saying going forward, right now, these are the best players. Okay, he's still better. He's he's I been know, incredible. I, I still worry about about him doing boogie stuff. It hasn't happened yet. He's been on his best behavior, but how many times have we seen it? His his advanced stats are crazy. He's he has gone to nine other levels. It was it's. I left him off the All NBA team the last couple of years. It would be flat out. Uh, it would be a declaration of war if you left him off one of the top malpractice. three teams. The way he's playing, It'd be yeah. professional malpractice, like all the media committed on the MVP vote last year. Can I make the oh, case? Triple double. <laughs> can I? <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Go can ahead. I? Uh, can I make the case for Anthony Davis for one second? Sure, sure, sure. Always. He's on the worst possible team for him. I I want to see him. It's a shame that he's not on a team that has a really creative point guard, somebody that could just yeah. do high screens all day and all night with him because I think he would be devastating. Like if he if he played with like Mike Conley. It's his, so funny you just said that name. Did we talk about this no. in the um over/unders? I don't know. Cuz we were you know, part of the speculation, I anticipated Memphis to be worse than they are and yeah. that Memphis would be looking to shop. And the the dream home for Mike Conley, to me, just because I want to see him with these guys, yeah. is indeed the Pelicans. I want to see Mike. It's so funny that you said Conley with with uh, AD. I, I totally agree with that. So I feel like he's succeeding at the level he's succeeding despite himself. And and not to mention like the people around, the, the shooters and all that. Now, here's the case against Davis. It's interesting that so many of his teammates have left his team and then played better on other teams. And I don't know whether that's a coincidence or not. Like in Russell Westbrook's case, which I wrote about today, we have Oladipo, Cantor, uh, Sabonis, and even Doug McDermott all playing just much better than they did last year. I think we can specifically blame Westbrook for that. I just I think he's impossible to play with, and I think it really affects. I know it's those important guys. to you to talk about things that way. I don't think about it in terms of blame. I mean, well, the credible case to be made for Russell was the team made a sensible decision because they knew that they were in a transition year okay. to to push the the uh, Uber RW, and that's what they did, and and it right. was at the expense of all those other players. Not my and kind they of won basketball. 46 games and one playoff game congratulations mvp and they and they left us at the end of the season thinking all of those guys were either overrated or completely useless so i'm going to say that was a bad strategy long term um <laughs> well he won the mvp but it is interesting that with Flags davis fly forever like uh eric gordon was on new orleans for a couple years there never now maybe he was a late bloomer maybe he got in better shape i don't know ryan anderson was there for a couple years what happened there uh, Tyreek Evans, who's been out of his mind this year as a bench guy, he was on that team. It's not like they haven't had guys that succeeded before and after they played with Davis. My instinct is to say, do not blame him for that. But I want to know why he hasn't had kind of that breakout teammate other than Boogie, who's been fantastic. Um, we maybe we I'm would need to it. do a level of uh, a deep dive that only a millennial can handle. I can't handle it. I'm too yeah, old. Man, I'll get Zach too. 
Zach Cram will do but it. But we need a youth because you know when you when you start mentioning names like that, then you need to know exactly how many games they played together right. and what the rotations look like. I mean, you have to really to be fair to AD and what who the coaches were and what the uh, you know. Um, what their pace was that they were playing at. You need a bunch more data before well, that, you can start trying to draw conclusions. Right. So that's the other case for the AD thing is that he's had horrible coaches. And maybe that's a reason why these guys didn't succeed there. Anyway, I have him seven. Okay. Um, the eighth spot is between Kyrie and Westbrook. What? Yeah, I knew you wouldn't That's like it. That's very rude. I knew you wouldn't like it. I don't like it one bit. I wouldn't have either one of those guys ahead of the Lativian gangbanger. Oh, settle down with the Lativian gangbanger. <laughs> uh, He's transporting the franchise. The whole franchise is on his back. The whole city of New York is on his back. I'm going to put Westbrook in the eighth spot, and I don't feel good about it. I'm going to make th- I'm going to make this point. The Celtics are 14 and 2 with Kyrie. There's an advanced metrics kind of pick apart his season a tiny bit case that can be made unless you actually watch the season and you see and you've seen all the stuff he does. Um I he's a phenomenal teammate. He's way more of a leader than I expected. He has an insane sense of pace for when to get involved and when to let other guys get involved. He can get his shot basically whenever he wants. He's been really good on both ends. And I think if you're going to make the case for Kyrie over Westbrook in this spot, here's the case. I don't think there's any way the Celtics would be 14-2 and two if you just switch those guys. I don't, I don't totally see it. Totally agree with that. I just don't. I'm I fine don't, with that. I don't know if Westbrook, you look at the Celtics and these guys are just, are, are kind of, I wouldn't say overachieving, but hitting their potential in a lot of ways. And they have a lot of young guys. And they've just been empowered, and it's a real team. And, you know, it, this is part of what I wrote my yeah, book t- about, and this has been a constant refrain on this podcast. I'm always going to oh. value those guys who can be the best player on a team that kind of comes together like that and has that kind of cohesion. That is a specific skill set that I don't know if we have stats for. You almost so have to watch it. It's a great point, and this is, uh, I took notice of uh, the advanced analytics and how friendly they are to Al Horford, who is having a career year in terms of all the advanced stats, and I think the right way, on just the point you're making, to think about Al, to put the context around Al's success this season, is to give Kyrie credit for it. Like, there needs to be some kind of symbiosis. they, They have a shared advanced analytic uh, um, you know, result here because Al Horford shooting 58% from the field this season in right. the top 10 there and 44% from three this season, top 25 there and fifth in, in real plus minus uh, minutes and sixth in, in, in wins. That's all Kyrie. That's all because of that symbiosis is the way that I think about it. Yeah, and vice versa. They just play really well together. And Horford is, you know, there's been some... the. The, the MVP stuff and people are like, oh, Kyrie's in there. I, I'm i not even positive Kyrie is the MVP of the Celtics because I, I, it's really hard to separate him from Horford and all the stuff Horford does. Like if I feel like the, taking Horford out of the out of the Celtics lineup almost would do maybe slightly more damage than taking Kyrie out. They're, they're just both that important. 
Um, I, I've been so impressed by an intelligence that I thought was there because we saw it on the biggest stages and it was like, there's no way this guy who could go against the Warriors these last three years on the biggest stages possible and made all the shots he can make. There's no way this guy isn't an awesome player. I refuse to believe he can't be the best player on a very good team. We we were vindicated in that because we both felt pretty strongly about that. But I've been impressed by how willing he is to to give up his stats to win. Because he really, he's probably averaging 22 a game. He could easily be at 28, 29 if he took more shots. He's, he's only know? averaging 20 a game. It's very bad for our scoring uh, Well, he had, scoring the, bet. Well, there was one, top. here's one game that hurt him was he got hurt in the beginning of uh, that one game. So that, I think he played like four minutes and got went out. That didn't help. But the other thing is he's, he can't play with this mask. I went to the Nets Celtic game on Tuesday night with Kevin Wilds, our old friend, and I've never seen. Oh, Wilds! I've never seen anybody struggle with like there were two points during the game when he was dribbling at midcourt as the game's going on and was messing with the mask and like he just hated it so much. It's really screwed him up. It screwed him up last night. He finally took it off at halftime, which was loved um, it. Which was uh, very dramatic. Yeah, it was dramatic, but it was he just can't play with it. I think there's going to be a moment when uh, there's going to be some moment over the next two months when he rips off this 10 game stretch that's going to be crazy. Anyway, uh, Westbrook, we'll see. Westbrook's still, you know, whether you yeah, thought TBD. he was. Whether you thought he OKC, was. OKC, TBD. Yeah, whether you thought he was one, two, or three in MVP. I'm still not convinced if he's your best player where you're going. But uh, just from. From from talent and just night to night relentlessness, he's got to be. I think he's got to be ahead of Kyrie, as much as it pains me to say it. Tate, what do you think? Who would you rather have for eighty two games? I'm gonna say Westbrook for now, but I love Kyrie. I like what okay. I see. Okay. Rounding out the top ten, Boogie Cousins, who we discussed. Yeah. Yes, good for deserves Boogie. it. Phenomenal An time I, effort. By the way, I, he still has me blocked on Twitter, and he could care less what I think, but. <laughs> I'm really proud of Boogie Cousins. I'm genuinely proud of the guy. I, I think it's really great that he that he uh that he pushed himself to go to another level and he's been just devastating offensively. Really, really I wanna just awesome. observe slight slightly condescending maybe for you to say that you're proud of him. Thank he's you. in what a, what seems to me to be the very best situation he's been in uh, in his entire professional basketball career. Yeah, yes and no, because they don't. It's not like they have good point guards. I still don't think we've seen them in a great situation. The great situation would be your team if your team can ever figure that out. <laughs> oh, zipper zone, zipper zone's happening again. <laughs> Zip. You know, Otto Porter's been playing great. I hope everybody's observing the advanced analytics. <laughs> Shout out to Otto Porter. He's been spectacular so far this season. All right, so the top ten best players right now: LeBron, Durant, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, Curry. Davis, Westbrook, Kyrie, Boogie Cousins. And uh, we should mention that that trade for the Cavs. Whoa, house. <laughs> Was that zipper zone? You didn't go online porn, did you? <laughs> I should have timed that better. Apparently, I have an appointment coming up. It's with my pants and Boogie Cousins. <laughs> uh, we should mention that. I made a list of 20 and then an honorable mention of 12, and there are no other Cavaliers on it other than LeBron James. I'm going to say that trade was a mistake. 
I tried to say it all summer, even before my Celtics got involved. Uh, no, I'm just it's, not it's a, a TBD. No, it's not a TBD. They made a mistake. You can't trade Kyrie Irving. You can't. Well, you he, can't do it. Here, here's the th- you you argued with me about this. Maybe it was you. I thought it was you. I wouldn't have traded him. I would I have mean, told him it, go play. Well, you you don't like it. I don't care whether you like it. Go play. But somebody made the the compelling case that like you can't have guys have any kind of misgivings about the situation because ultimately it has such an undermining effect and it shows up at exactly the worst possible time. So everybody needs to be the happiest guys they can be. I would have kept And them. I held my nose and said yes to that, but I don't agree with it. I wish they had kept him. Actually, I don't wish they me had kept too. him because he wouldn't be on the Celtics. But, man, I just point me to the one time when a trade like that has worked out where you're giving up the one blue, 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 unquestioned blue chipper in the trade. All right. The next 10. Great big unknown is that Brooklyn pick. We still have to see. Yeah, but a lot of TBD still. They, they are not one of the six worst teams in the league. That is a fact, unless they get more injuries and stuff like that. I saw them on Tuesday night. That team is well coached. They don't have any superstars, but they play hard. They have no incentive whatsoever to lose, especially when we get to February, March, April. And, uh, you know, the team that might just end up cratering is the Lakers. I, I'm very focused on that pick right now. That Celtics two to five. We get their pick if it okay. falls two, well, three, the, four, the or five. The Nets on, on a differential basis and on a record basis are in the worst. Or her bottom six, but okay. What do you what do you put as the odds that Lonzo is working at the Ringer in five years? <laughs> zero. Zero point zero zero zero. Okay. Yeah, zero. Do you I think, think Lonzo... he's gonna be good. Yeah, man. I that that I the other night we're good. I didn't say great. I didn't say superstar. I think he's gonna be good. He's a he's just a horrible shooter. It's a bad position for him. Oh, what a revelation! The guy who who who's, who shot, you know, looks like it has seventeen mo- mo- movements to it, seventeen parts to it, and looks like it takes four and a half seconds to get off. He's not a great shooter. What a surprise! It worries me when guys finish games with like zero field goals in one field goal. <laughs> That's such a bad sign. I know he's a rookie, and I'm really trying to give all kinds of benefit of the doubt, but I, God. We just we live in a terrible moment. We, nah, we let, do. let the kid be a kid. He's already had a triple double. The youngest again, another history lesson. Yeah, but the youngest in the history of the NBA to achieve a triple a triple double. Let him be a kid. Well, the let one him make his mistakes. The one good thing that's happened is we finally ner- learned that. T- can everybody please calm the fuck down with summer league? Can we just calm down? <laughs> I felt like a voice crying in the wilderness last year with all, all my all my millennial staffers who think summer league is like the finals. It's like nobody's playing defense. Lonzo should be good in these games. Wait till the season starts. <sighs> All right, second 10. Draymond Green, number 11. Okay. I like winning titles. Sorry. All the intangibles, still top 10 in real plus minus, 11th in wins. He, he, he's doing it all defensively. Let's look at his. I, I don't have the, the stats up. And he's a man's man, and he's a leader, and he's a man's man. He's, he's got the biggest balls in the league, and he'll he'll fight every, anyone and take your girlfriend out for a steak dinner. Yeah, eighth in in uh, defensive real plus minus. Are we all all good? Advanced analytics. I, That's all I'm saying. Am I supposed to care about defensive real plus minus? I need I need Haralabob's uh, take on this. I'm just saying. 
you know, the the you never get eye test with with Draymond other than his hustle and the, the chemistry yeah. stuff. So you need to look look beyond what your eye might catch to see the impact. That's all. That's yeah. the only reason I pointed out. Okay. Uh, another guy, Clay Thompson. He's my twelfth pick. I've seen him perform on the biggest stages possible and make the biggest shots possible, and he's an incredible yeah, scorer. And you could argue he's probably sacrificing four to five points a game on this team. That he, if he was, I don't know, the best guy in Orlando, I think he would be averaging twenty-seven a game. You know. So but, I have a quibble. Yeah. Because we tried. I thought the point of this was was top twenty based on the first month. No, I, t- I already. First of all, you were wrong, and second of all, I explained to you twenty minutes ago that that wasn't that that wasn't a list. The list is who are the best players in the league right now. Well, Clay Thompson isn't better than Joel Embiid right now. Yes and no. Okay. We don't know if Joel Embiid can play thirty minutes a game for two straight months. We have no idea. That's a true fact. That's the only reason I downgraded them. If you're just okay. talking about what's the ceiling of their greatest game, it's a different conversation. I know what I'm getting with Clay. You know what I mean? That I think sure. that's the All difference. Right. If that's the distinguishing factor, that's fine. Okay. I'll accept it. Embiid's better. His ceiling's better. He is. His, well, his franchise impact is better. He, I, he's, if he can stay healthy, he's going to drag the Sixers into the playoffs. Listen, if you're and talking— we're going to lose our over-under bet. If you're telling me I'm getting Embiid for the next 10 years, playing 70 games a year, playing 30 minutes a game, and then for this year I'm getting 82 games of him and more of what we saw this week, then it's a completely different conversation. He's probably in well, the even top 70 eight. Games. Even 70 games. We don't need 82 games from him. We only need 70 games from him. He'll He'd drag the, the Sixers eight. into the playoffs. I'm just They'll very, win 44, 45 games. I'm very very, very carefully trying not to overreact to the fact that he destroyed two below average Los Angeles basketball teams. And the fact that he hasn't done this consistently for a prolonged period of time. So I'm just being careful. Your point is is very sound. Two months is all we're asking for. Please it, it, give us two months, two months, Joel. Just 30 to 35 minutes a game. Keep doing it. Just keep doing it. I just want to keep seeing it. I am a, an enormous believer in the ceiling. Uh, number 13, Chris Stapps. You could argue okay. he might be Zinger. a tad higher. but I, I had him in, in, up in the 10 range. There, there's some health stuff that I worry about with him, with his size and the way he moves. That makes me a little bit nervous. But I think from a talent standpoint, yeah. And the, and the thing I like about him is he's just winning games by himself. Where it would just be like, oh, they won, that. They won last night because of Chris Stapps. Oh, he put a 38. I'm giving him extra credit for the impact on New York. For, oh, yeah. In, in, in such a stunning reversal. And he embraces it. Yeah, he like, loves it. Think about barely four months ago, the stink of Phil Jackson. He was so fed up with everything that was happening. He skipped the exit interview. F you, Phil. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm going to go eat some Lativian hamburgers. I'm not, I'm not sitting around here in New York. I'm getting the F out of here. And here we are now at this moment where the entire he is the hero of New York City of of the New York City basketball, uh, uh, you know, convening, and the the garden is electric, and it's all because of the zinger. It's amazing. I I, I 
he's another one. I just want to see 80 games of it before I, before I fully buy into a like a seventh best player in the league type of situation. So okay. I, I need fair. to see that. I need to see that for a few months in a row. But he's on. This is an unbelievable pace that he's on. And I'm with you. Like, he, I, I I will say I will confess I was ten percent disappointed in him on Monday night. I wanted more from him in that Cavs game. At some point, it's that fair. was a pull your balls out game, and that's what that's yeah. what holds me back a little is that he had like just. Three percent deer in the headlightus, itis. It was like, oh shit, LeBron's bad now, and it's my turn to step up. What do I do? Kind of face. Yes, I didn't love it. But four Cancer years from was now, up for it. Four years from now, his he, he's like, oh, we're swinging dicks, LeBron. All right, here's mine. I just uh, I I don't think he's quite there yet. All right, that was we've done thirteen. LeBron, Durant, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi. Curry, Davis, Westbrook, Kyrie, Boogie, Draymond, Clay, Porzingis. Now it gets a little interesting. There's, you could go ceiling, you could go performance, um, consistency, all that stuff. I went Paul George with the 14th pick. I actually really like the way he's playing this year. I'm, I'm still not convinced wow. he's could ever be the best player on like a title team. But uh, I think his all around game in a really kind of weird OKC situation where. They don't have a fifth guy where they're all kind of feeling each other out, but he's been pretty great. Uh, I think he's yucky. That's so, so, so surprising. What do you think is yucky about him? I, I he looks lost to me, and that's I think he did, sort but of not, an organizational not lately. Well, what's lately mean? Like the last three, four games when they when they've turned the corner a little bit here and and uh, you know strung together two or three wins in a row. The, the forty-two point game that he had made me think. I was like, all right. I was a little worried about him. I was like, all right, he's he's getting it. He's asserting himself. I I just think he has too much talent. Okay, all right. I I don't mind having him in the top twenty. I just feel like this is a little high, and I think there are a couple other guys that deserve recognition for, um, you know, the impact on their teams. Like one one name I would say is is Andre Drummond, who is not. Uh, he's not making my list. You know, he's not making your list at all. Not a top twenty player. No, but you, I, I'm willing to drop George. I'll put you want me to put your guy in there, John Wall, 14. Um, make I the case for John I, Wall. I'd rather make the case for Brad Beal. Wow. See, now this is now, I, now we're getting complicated, man. <laughs> I just have a hard time with, with this is the second consecutive year that John Wall has sucked in um, October slash November. Hold on, let's and build up. I think it's let's build up the drama. Quick break to talk about our friends at Rocket Mortgage <laughs> by Quicken Loans. They understand the Ooh. home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage, which gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home and refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple and allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Their trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. Get a real mortgage approval in minutes. Adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Bill Simmons. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. You know what we're going to do? I, I just realized. I think that 13 set in stone. I'm keeping it. 
these okay. are, these next seven spots are up for grabs. I'm willing to talk this out. I'm willing to get input from you. I'm willing to get input from Millennial Tate, who will probably put Kemba Walker I don't like in there. This millennial thing. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Every time I say Millennial, Tate just clenches. Doesn't like it. Here, here are the here are the candidates for spots 14 through 20. Paul George, John Wall, Jimmy Butler, my son Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, Marcus Gasol, and then we'll throw in uh, Demar Derozan, Bradley Beal. And then I had a bunch of honorable mention guys, Mike Conley, Jokic, Gobert, Isaiah Thomas, Drummond, Kemba, Towns, McCollum, Horford, Aldridge. That's funny. So I have, I, I, I know that we had a little discrepancy in terms of um, what we're really measuring at this point, but I have Towns much further up uh, than this. Towns is in my top 20. Jokic is in my top 20. Drummond was like right there around 20. I just didn't. I don't like um, you know some of those guys and wh- where they've been so far. Marc Gasol deserves more respect, especially because I learned this is he's going to be a House of Carbs candidate. I need him on my House of Carbs. Oh, so you're he, bumping he him? He gardens in the summer. He's a gardener. Marc Gasol, the gardener. I'm upset at Towns. Oh yeah. What? Did, well, let's hear why. I think he's on a really talented basketball team. And it's all set up for that team to be really good. And I need him to have a both ends impact every night. And it, I'm not positive he's capable of it. I think he's capable of it mm-hmm. offensively, but I really worry that he's a good team, bad stats guy, or a good stats, bad team guy. I have not seen, I, I keep waiting for him to go up a notch, and I haven't seen it yet. And I don't know why. Interesting. I don't know why he's not better defensively. That team to have maybe Tibbs was I I just I I was there for Tibbs when he was the assistant on the Celtics and he completely changed their defense. I don't I just refuse to believe Tibbs is the coach of a not that good defensive team, and it's got to come from Towns and it's not, and it really bothers me. And when I watch them, it bothers me. It bothers me that they're not better defensively. And uh and I just wonder like if I'm building around that dude and what where am I going? What's my ceiling as a team? Is it forty-seven wins? Wait, what? What can he do to do more? What? Can, how can he go he, up a level? He's shown us so many times he's capable of grabbing huge rebound numbers, but it doesn't translate into to defensive success. That team doesn't get stops. They don't get stops, and he should be the stopper. He should be a rim protector. You know what? You you planted enough doubt in my head about Paul George and John Wall. And we said this was going to be a work in progress. That I think I have to give the 14th pick to my son, Ben Simmons. I, I, I can't argue with it. I, I, I really, he's been, this, you made this point at the very outset of the podcast uh, about the, what the, the feeling we have, the sentiment about the, the current talent level yeah. in the NBA. And this rookie class is really responsible for it. Yeah. It feels like there are six or seven cornerstone guys, potentially. I mean, you know, we're 15 games into the season, so let's not get too crazy about it. But, you know, Smith, Collins, uh, you know, Fox. And then, and then you get to, you know, the, the guys who have been clearly uh, dominant, did, Simmons. Did you not say Tatum just because you're trying to make me punch something? 
I I I'm I, I'm good with Tatum. I he, he's he's wonderful. Uh, the he, thing I love about God Simmons, the thing that makes him special, and and the more I'm thinking about it, probably puts him in the top fifteen of whatever conversation we're having. Is every night he's doing it. That's like I want to start there with with when I when you're talking about something in the top twenty. Like I need to see it every night. You do it every night. You show up. You got to be at a certain level. I need to know with no ambiguity. I it's the one time you're coming to my town. Are you going to be awesome? Are you? Am I going to remember watching you? And if it, it Simmons has been like that pretty much every night. Like they're playing Golden State on Saturday night. I think Embiid's a wild card. I have no idea how he's going to play. I have no idea how Golden State's going to de- defend him. You think like how how badly the Lakers defended him in that game was really criminal. Golden State will not be single teaming him, and they're going to be throwing talking shit to him. And but Simmons is going to be good in that game. I, I you can lock it down. And uh, as a rebounder, I, I I have been blown away by him. I had no idea he was going to be this good. I watched him a ton in college. Thought he had high ceiling. Had no idea he could go to this level. So if we made him fourteen, that's not a bad thing, right? No, it seems totally fair. And the aspects of him that have so impressed me are, are kind of, uh, again, soft considerations, disposition and composure. Yeah. And, and it's both game composure and off-the-court composure. I wonder if the year off was, it was in, like a indirectly shirt. beneficial to him. Yeah, it was like a redshirt year. Better than playing on that uh, shitty it, LSU team again. It, it took enormous pressure off of him. Because he came into, he slid into this season, you know, as kind of the third story, second story, rookie-wise. You know, Lonzo's got all of that attention. And he's had the benefit of Joel, probably as healthy as Joel has been, even though he's, his conditioning is still, you know... Uh, Right, very much under development, but um, he's in weird. the and and he's got a couple of vets on that Sixers team who are making a difference. I JJ love, has made a difference. Yeah, one of the things I love about Simmons is he makes other guys better. It took him. I went from the start of the season. I'm like, why the hell did they sign JJ Redick, and why is Simmons the point guard all the time? Like, I can't shoot, and it's just they've kind of figured out how to make it work, and now he's finding he's finding Covington and Redick all the time with open shots. And uh, he just seems like he'd be so much fun to play with. I also love that he knows what he can and can't do. He's got his little, uh, that running hook that I wrote about in my column today, that little junior sky hook that's phenomenal. Um, he can always go by left or right, whoever he wants. Everybody's backpedaling on him. He's got, he's really nice around the rim. And he knows he can't shoot. And he really he actively tries not to shoot. He, he figures it out. Um, I, love the, I love watching him. I think he's a worthy number fourteen. I'm I'm, I'm glad right we talked it out. I'm good with him. And and the more I think about it as we as we go through this, I think Blake Griffin has to be the fifteenth. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I I don't think it's his fault that he has a bad coach and a weird team, because, you know, he's he's going to get to his twenty four and thirteen to fourteen whatever he needs to get to. He's making threes eight. I don't know. I just think the guy's really good. Like, if it's him versus Paul George, who's better at basketball? They're on a six-game losing streak. I know, with but some really bad losses. Do you blame him for that, or do you blame the team and the coach? And does it feel like they're kind of quitting on the coach here? The concept, yeah. We need to work on our. Uh, I need. I need. I have a little bit of wager out there that needs a hedge. By the way, <laughs> reminding me of that. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We need Doc. 
I need some money on Doc. Where does Embiid go? In I'm this fine list? with Blake. What about Embiid? Say, well, I already had him in the top twelve because I I just think you know it's very fair to ding him, um, you know, a f- several spots the way that you did. But I have him well inside my top fifteen, and and again, like in like a twelve position. All right, I'm going to put Embiid at the sixteen spot. I mean, you can't take a guy that's done something that nobody in history, and you can say whatever you want about the Clippers and the Lakers, you can't take away what our eyes observed in terms of his his footwork is incredible. He sees the court incredibly. He passes beautifully. Yeah. And he's back to the basket, and he's, he's face up. We just want him to play. Please play. And you also have to remember, he's only been playing basketball for what? Yeah, it's Six like years now? Seven Five years. years now? Yeah. All right, we'll put him at 16 with the chance to go up or down. <laughs> Definitely the yeah, most volatility I mean, he, in the 16th spot. He could be in at six. All right, so who's 17? You could have Paul George, John Wall, Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, who we have not mentioned. I, Marcus no, Allen, no, DeRozan. No, no, no. Jokic. No. Yeah. Yes, Jokic. Really, Jokic? I would have Jokic in okay. there. Hmm. His advanced stats are good, and I just think uh, he is a guy that you give credit to for the direction of, of the franchise, and they're, they're figuring some stuff out still, that team, but he is he's the thing. Uh, he's the, stall, the straw that stirs the drink for them. All right. So eight and six isn't very good so far, and a, only plus one differential. But they're they're gonna be good, and I he's gonna be the reason. That's what I think about the Denver Nuggets. All right, I've heard your advice. I've digested it. I listened to it, and I'm not going to heed it. I'm gonna put okay. I'm gonna put Paul George there. I'm gonna put Jokic after him because that's fine. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if your team's getting stops if Jokic is your best big man. I've not I've not seen it, enough defensively. From him, you know, and they added Millsap too, and it, it their defense is better than it was last year. But I'm still not, po- I'm not I'm still not positive he's he might be a better fantasy center than a real center. That's my fear. It okay, that's fine. It's a work in progress there there in Denver. I think Denver is going to end up pretty good. I think they're going to end up in the four five slot um, in the West. Maybe you know, maybe five six is. Let better. me ask you this: Would you rather have Gasol or Jokic? That's a great question. That's you don't have to have him for the next 10 years. I'm just talking about right now, rest of the season. Oh, Gasol. Okay. For the season? Yeah. yeah so yeah. then Gasol should be in that spot over Jokic. Just because Gasol doesn't need any learning. Yep. You know, like, he, you, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. Okay. So 13 Simmons, 14 Griffin, 15 Embiid, 16 Paul George, 17 Marc Gasol, 18 Jokic, Man, this is getting really tough. You don't have Andre Drummond in your top 20. You disrespect Andre Drummond. I don't trust Andre Drummond yet. I don't know. That's, that, that Detroit team has really been something. What do you think, Tate? SVG Coach of the Year. Have you seen enough from Drummond to think he belongs in the I top 20? I love Pistons team. They're great. Drummond has been really good. And Bradley? I, that's been the most shocking thing of the year to me is that I thought Drummond was somebody, he seemed like he was out there for any team to trade for and nobody wanted it. I, I still can't put him in the top 20, though. 
We were ready to write him off. We wrote him off. Does Chris Paul have to be the 19th pick here? That's fair. I like Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul's fair. Let's go body I evidence. Yes. I had him 19 yes. originally anyway, so. Yeah, that's good. That's a good spot for Chris Paul. Let's put Chris Paul in. He's been hurt for a month, but he's still a top 20 player in the league. Yeah. I mean, at the end of last year, he was somewhere between 10 and 13, so it seems like that would be fair. But I, if we do this again three months from now, I would not be shocked if Chris Paul was not on the list. And then... uh. 20th guy. So you you see what more Wizards than me. You're saying John Wall doesn't belong in the 20th spot. Just, I, I mean, I know the Wiz are 9-5, and five, but that's really more than anything um, because of, I, I swear it's true, Otto Porter showed up ready to play this season and has been uh, outstanding. And Beal... This is the, I'm going to really knock on wood. You're here. Look here. I'm laughing. It's really loud. My knocking on the wood. Yeah. Because he's, he's healthy. The thing that, that um, I've observed on this podcast a few times over the years past was we were waiting for Beal to grow into his body. Yeah. And that was the, the main sort of limiting factor in terms of the, um, the injury recurrence that we were observing. Mm-hmm. And now we have a pretty nice sustained run. God damn it. I hate even saying this. But he looks he looks good, and he's able because of that foundation, the physical foundation he possesses now. He's adding things to his game. He's getting to the free throw line, and he's he's going to the basket with a sort of um, fearlessness that we've been sort of wanting out of him. And so, to me, the MVP of the Wiz to to this moment is Bradley Beal. How's he on defense? Learning. He's learning. Still like he's, a C plus. He's, he's, yeah. C plus exactly. So we don't really have a 20th spot. Jimmy Butler, I think, would be the default pick. What about DeRozan? From a talent standpoint, DeRozan I had 21st. Mm. My he's problem right with there. DeRozan is he's such a negative on defense. The, the yeah, advanced analytics bad. are very unfavorable to good. him on, on defense. They're not good. He's fucking awesome, though. He's so scary. <laughs> he's going to get your team. I never, I never <laughs> feel like we can guard DeRozan ever. Let me let me ask you this though. Yeah. Uh, well, I've had this experience. It, it comes playoff time. I don't fear him. The Wiz have owned Toronto a couple times in the playoffs. We've knocked them out. You know, two of the past three years or yeah. three. You know, whatever, whatever the timing is. And he's he's been you know underwhelming, not up to the moment. You know what? Maybe it is Andre German's time for the twentieth spot. Hey, welcome. You like it, Tate? I mean, White. all right. What? Young what Dwight. he did, what he's doing from the free throw line deserves recognition. Okay. And defensively. Guys who, who take, take a liability and turn it into an asset in a way like that, that means he worked hard and something clicked for him and, and that he gives a shit. And I like giving him uh, credit for that. Would you rather have him or Towns just for this season? Always Towns. I would do Towns a million times out of, out of a million. I, I 16 rebounds a game for Drummond. Give me Drummond. Wow. If we actually want to win the I, title, I'd take Al Horford over both of them, but that's all right. <laughs> that's a different thing altogether. You would take Kyrie Horford. That's, I mean, because that's the, it's well, a combo deal with Horford. One of the great things about this list, and we should definitely do this again in three months to see what's, what's different and what's the same, is Drummond is a little bit reactionary, but at the same time, he's kind of earned that 20th spot. I had him on yes. the honorable mention close, but... He's just he that that team is performing better than Minnesota's team, and 
I agree with this. And that should matter. And he's been a little more unstoppable than Towns, and that should matter too. And, you know, if we're playing a, one game with our lives depending on it and the other team has Drummond or the other team has Towns, who am I more scared of? I might be more scared of Drummond. I, I, I think it's a, it, it's a fair uh, assessment. It's reasonable to, to have him in the 20. All right. So our, He's earned it. Our top 20 right now. Right now. List subject to change. We'll do this again in two months or three months, whatever. LeBron, Durant, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, Curry, Anthony Davis, Westbrook, Kyrie, Boogie Cousins. That's our top 10. Draymond, Clay, Porzingis, Simmons, Blake Griffin, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Marc Gasol, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, and quite possibly his farewell appearance on this list at number 19. And last but not least. Very impolite to Chris Paul today. Last but not least, Andre Drummond. Yeah. So the following people did not make it. John Wall, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Mike Conley, your son Bradley Beal, Rudy Gobert, Isaiah Thomas, Tate's favorite basketball player, Kemba Walker, <laughs> CJ McCollum, Al Horford, LaMarcus no, Aldridge. Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Kevin Love. We want those guys hungry. Kevin Love didn't even make that like, list. I, John Wall's going to be hungry. He gets hungry in December. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I hope he's not eating, eating wins like Jameis, but Dame he'll be Le- hungry. By the way, Dame Lillard's not playing that well this year. Go look yeah. at his stats. Well, I, I think that team, I still think that team should pick one of those two guys. I agree with you. I would go all in on one, and I would trade yeah. the other. And I would, if it were me, I would keep McCollum and trade Dame. If it were me. That's interesting. Very good I, I rapper, like though. Dame. I think Dame has a chance to be one of the great NBA rappers we've Top ever had. Top three NBA rapper. Really good. He's had some, I, some good songs. Yeah. Um. That's it for the BS Podcast. Thanks to SeatGeek. Don't forget, first-time NBA purchases on SeatGeek. $20 off. All you have to do is use offer code BSNB. Don't forget about Joe House's podcast. House of (laughs) Carbs. And the Shack House. And don't forget about the House Instagram, which is my top five favorite Instagrams right now. Uh, the House of Carbs Instagram, we, we're, we're, we've been we belly sourced that thing. It's we good. try and get something up every day from from somebody glory, you know. And it's international. We've had a couple of of, of uh, nice posts from Italy. We've got a, a post, I think, from Tokyo. Hit us with the keep hit, keep up the good belly sourcing, our friends. My favorite Instagrams right now. Number one, drunk people doing things is the <laughs> it's the godfather of Instagram accounts. It's incredible. I can't get enough of it. And my second favorite one is dummies doing things, which is a lot of like people riding their bike downstairs and crashing into the wall or going overhead first or, you know, swinging from a rope at a lake and the rope breaks and they just fall 35 feet and belly flop. I showed Wilds when we were at the at the Nets game on Tuesday. He was suspicious and now he's all in. And those are my two favorites. House of Carbs is in the top five, though. It's the House of Carbs is the Instagram account. Yes. My son will take that. My son randomly posts Instagram pictures, and I think he's going to get in trouble at some point. <laughs> that's a, that's, can I bet it on that? Can I gamble on that? Can you give me your one minute? 
here's why I should get excited about the Tiger Woods possibility? Sure, of course. I mean, uh, this is the the the, the uh, talkers, the quiet talkers that that his, him and his camp have been doling out there are that he has done this season what he um, should have done last season, which is the combination of uh, rehabilitation and the getting you know restoring that physical strength to his back and his. Uh, Glutes and all that kind of stuff, so that he can he can um, perform on a sustained um, recurring basis. And more importantly, he's not. They, they've learned a lesson from last season. They're not going to load up a schedule and pretend that he's going to come back and play thirty events and fly his his ass to Dubai after playing in California or whatever. It sounds like. He's going to be on a much, you know, they'll focus on the majors. They'll do a couple of the important kind of events, all based on the idea that he's healthy and he's hitting the living daylights out of the ball and the swing looks good. We're going to watch him for four rounds at the Hero, which is the first week of December. So we're just a couple couple few weeks out. Um, and we'll be able to confirm, you know, everything that we're, we're hearing in terms of how he looks. But if he looks as good as he looked last year or maybe even a little better – and they don't try and hustle his ass out there to to churn that that uh you know the piggy bank then you could, we might have tiger for a whole season and if it's only 15 events that's wonderful but i think they learned a lesson they're not going to fly you know we'll play in california then get on a plane for 22 hours so you can go get a 3 million dollar appearance fee mm. and and play one round and then and then be done for the season and that sounds encouraging we're it's the 8 year anniversary next week of of uh, the the car accident, <laughs> I remember where I was. I had dinner with my wife, and it just felt fishy from the get go. I'll never forget. It's like ah, that's a weird story. Just imagine if it happened now, as opposed to eight years ago. Yeah, like the internet is so much more sophisticated now. Yeah, we were talking. Rob Har- stories now. Rob, Har- Rob Harvilla wrote a really good piece for us yesterday about pop music. Not quite the death of pop music, but the, how things have changed because of uh, the genre itself. It's it's just in kind of crisis, and we're seeing it with this Taylor Swift album. And he had some theories on that. And my one of my theories is people are just too smart now. They're too intelligent. They can see through everything and there's theories and if you're trying to be calculated, they can see through it and Taylor Swift see it right now. But I think that Tiger Woods thing, when, you know, the time that elapsed and then the explanation, like people just would have been all over it within five minutes. Yes. And now you're excited. Really fun. Now you're excited for Tiger. What was the best thing? You know, I'm in this, my hands on the zipper. I'm not quite in the zipper zone yet. What's the best thing you've eaten in the last month? I was at Momofuku last night with Kelly Olenek, uh, and they brought out this incredible dish. Um, it's been on the menu for about uh, eight, nine months. Crispy rice cakes, which come out in the shape and form of little gnocchis, like the Italian yeah. gnocchi dumplings, but they're crispy, and they're, they're, they're rice, and it's in this glorious uh, spicy sauce that's got some red pepper in it and and uh, some onion and it was just a, an amazing dish um, so that that's the best thing last night's meal at Momofuku CCDC with the best dish I've had uh, in the last you know couple months we need a surprise surprise I saw I had a business meeting with somebody in New York who you had sent sushi recommendations to 
starting to realize you should just have an app that people could just dial up and you just spat out sushi and steak recommendations. Yeah, well, somebody should pay me for that. I'd be happy to do it. All right, we'll get on it. People out there, yeah. pay house. Um, <laughs> what's the best steak in D.C.? Uh, it, there's there's three. I talked about this on the podcast with Kelly Olenek last night, as a matter of fact. I like bourbon steak quite a bit. Um, well, I don't want to step on that then. The f- yeah, we're not huh? – I won't step on that then. Let's save Let's save <laughs> yeah, that for yeah. next week's House of Carbs. Yeah, that's right. Did you ever yeah. recover – Next week's House of Carbs, yeah. we're, we're about to record a food fight. Mallory Rubin, Juliette Littman, Joe House breaking down. We have our savory 16. We have 16 sides. We're going to duel it out. Bracket style and break down the best Thanksgiving. We're going to come up with the number one best Thanksgiving side for the just in time for Thanksgiving House of Carbs. Why wasn't I invited to be on that? <laughs> you're you're always invited. I assume you know how all these things are happening at all no, times. I don't know my own name anymore. Um, yeah, I might crash that one. All right, you can hear that on House of Carbs. That's coming up, Joe House. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we batted around this list. I think I figured out the concept by the end of it. Did you? No, I still don't understand it, but it's a good solid 20. It was fun. It was a good exercise. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, Thanks for listening to the BS Podcast. Don't forget the uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates podcast we did on Wednesday was was very, very popular. And if you haven't heard that one, incredible, I I would encourage that one. He was excellent. And uh, don't forget about my my column on TheRinger.com. Don't forget about the end of Superhero Week on TheRinger.com, where uh, especially we can done the top 50 superhero movies. And don't forget about Tate's new podcast. One shining podcast. When are you going to book Joe House on that one, Tate? Whenever you want to come on House, you're welcome. House, Anytime. when you're ready to come I, talk about uh, Maryland and DMV, those those boys are ready for you. All right. All right. I have to do some studying. It's not college basketball time yet for me. <laughs> Thanks, House. Good times. Good times.